0: This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen.
1: Here's chapter 11. I want to begin just a quick two-part series here uh, on the invisible. Hebrews 11 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, uh, the evidence of things unseen. And I thought how how fitting to find uh, them singing that song Lord open the eyes of my heart that I I might see you. How do you see an invisible God? And we're really trying to get to next week and and next week is is really my point was when you can't see God, how are you going to ever hear God? And so, how many of you have ever been looking for God? Can I see your hand? Amen. So we're going to talk about that for just a little while this morning, seeing the invisible, seeing the invisible. Father, before we read this this passage, I ask you, God, that you will speak to us. Lord, in my inabilities, may your abilities now speak. Speak through us, to us, and change our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. I guess the question today is, "What is your albedo? What is your albedo?" All right. So maybe ask somebody around you this: "What is your albedo?" Ask who that. Some of you go, "I don't know what I just asked you." I hope it's good, right? I hope it's positive. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 3, tells us about this invisible God that the Word says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. And this is what the, the, the importance of faith. It says, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. By faith we're going to walk this walk. By faith, we're going to be able to see evidence of God in a world that tries to deny his existence. By faith, we're going to connect with God. By faith, we're going to connect with the constants of this universe. I I wish you could feel what I already feel standing here this morning, because I feel the presence and the love of God already today. How many of you know that faith is important to God? Some of you go, well, I don't know if I believe in God. Can I tell you, in this world, you either believe in God or you believe in some other random God. Pastor Don, I I might just be an atheist. I don't know if I believe there is a God. No, you you believe in something. You either believe in yourself and may have made your, your ideals and your mindsets and your plans God, or you will acknowledge the existence of, of the creator God. We all believe something, and, and, and I, I want you to get that in your heart today because what we're going to talk about today is that we believe in a creator who created the universe. Can I get an amen for that? We believe that, that we know you have to have faith to believe in God. We know that, that, that some people would have, have fought to prove or disprove the existence of God, but it's a matter of faith to, to follow the evidence and the substance of things unseen. It takes faith to walk and believe in a God of intelligent design, but it also takes faith to believe in a God of random chance. And As a matter of fact, I think it takes more faith to believe in that God. I think that sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that, that somehow religion involves faith and, and science doesn't, but, but the truth is everybody puts their faith in something. One of the most uh, notorious uh, names, outspoken critics of Christianity, uh, Bertrand Russell said this. He said, I believe that, that faith is a firm belief in something for which there is no evidence. In Bertrand Russell's opinion, that, that there's no evidence for faith. But I have to tell you today that I strongly disagree with that, that assumption. I strongly disagree with that because I believe that the evidence all lines up for a God of intelligent design. Can I get an amen? amen. Sometimes our faith exceeds the rational, it exceeds the things that, that we can get into our human minds around. But God has left evidence of himself all around us. And those things come in the form of, of constants. I want you to understand that there are constants in our universe that hold and point to the design of God. You see, our lives are utterly dependent upon things we can't see and we don't understand. Look, yesterday uh, I was flying uh, uh, from California at 30,000 feet in the air at about 400 miles an hour. Can I get an amen? Look, they set me in a terminal before I got on that plane. It was one of those ones that's the round ones at kind of the end of the terminal, and you can't really look out the, at the window and see the plane you're about to get on because uh, uh, I like to look out the window and see the plane I'm about to get on. If it looks rough, if it looks bad, I either don't want to get on or I know to start praying now. Come on now. But this one was in the round and I didn't know exactly where the plane was. I didn't know exactly. All I could do was hear planes warming up out there. And I thought to myself, I'm going to walk down this, this this jetway and I'm going to walk onto something I don't even know, but I'm putting my faith in a mechanic that I've never seen. I'll never forget my first trip out of the country. They said, sir, it's going to be a little while. We need to make sure this engine's working. And people were like, I got to get to that connection. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, take all the time you need making sure that engine is working. You know, why? Because I have put my faith in a company that I, that I don't even know the owners of. I've put my faith in a mechanic that I may never meet. I've put my faith in, a, in some science that takes me above the air that, that makes no sense to me, but I've I put my faith there. See, my point is this. Every day our lives depend on things that we can't see and we don't understand. We're literally surrounded by miracles, by constants that we just take for granted, and I believe that one such miracle that we can't see, but we can't see without, let me, let me just add this in here. You can't see God, and you, but you will never be able to see without him. I want you to get that. You can't see God, but you're never going to be able to see without God. And that constant miracle that we have to always have around us, it, it's very, very simple. It, it comes in this form, let there be light. There's a constant miracle that illuminates every day of your life. Let there be light. Those words spoken in Genesis chapter one, verse number three, and God said, let there be what? Light. Light. And there was what? Light. And there was light. A constant in the universe all around us. Let me expound on that verse for just a moment. And God said, let there be electromagnetic radiation with varying wavelengths traveling at a speed of 186,281.7 miles per second. That's not good enough. Let there be ultraviolet light, infrared light. Let there be x-rays and radio waves and microwaves. Let there be life and health and color and communication. Let there be photosynthesis. Let there be fiber optics. Let there be time. Let there be space. And there was light. I believe we uh, misunderestimate the power of that verse that when God said, let there be light, because, I mean, God said something so small, but when God speaks even four words, let there be light, for God spoke that, and the whole universe popped into existence. Now, this is not in my notes, but it speaks to me powerfully today. There's an understanding about the universe and the light of the universe that they studied and it became known as the Doppler effect. And the Doppler effect tells me this, that the universe is expanding at an exponential rate and that the light of the universe keeps going further and further and further and further so that when God said and God spoke, said, let there be light, well, all of a sudden it began and it has never stopped. That gives me hope because when he looked down at me and he says, be saved, it has started a work in me that has never stopped and it's growing and it's growing. And when he said come to life, it started something inside of you that God's not going to allow to stop until it comes to its fullness. Come on, amen. Yeah. That's why are we talking about the constants of the universe? Why are we talking about the power of life? You've got to understand it so that you can find out what your albedo is. I want you to get this. I understand about pure light, pure light, now, physics understands and studies all the things that, that are invisible, the magnetic fields, the quarks, the, the gravitational forces, but at, right at the top of that is light. And a few years ago, a scientist did a study and wrote a book called Catching the Light, and the study was called Project Eureka. And they created a box that in this box, was there was absolutely no substance that would reflect light at all. In this box, there was no possible way for any light to be generated. There was no way for light to enter and and, and to bounce back around. And then they took a light source and they shot light into the darkness of that box. Now, how many of you know what happened when they shot light into the darkness of that box? Did it illuminate that box? No. Because within that box, when they shone the light... All there was was darkness still. The very reason why they, the, the, uh, Rusty, the, the Apollo astronaut, they said to him, they said, uh, what uh, did you see when you saw the sun shining out into space? And Rusty said this, all I saw was darkness. All I saw in the middle of that great light was darkness. Why? Because in space and in that box, there is nothing that has the power to reflect the light. You have to understand that what we see as a reflection of light is what different colors, some colors absorb all the light. This bucket, for example, absorbs everything but the orange shades that are reflected from that or the the white from this bag. All of those things are reflecting the light. So we see that light itself is invisible. You go, how can light be invisible? Well, it's amazing how light works. The moment you ignite a light or a light begins, it travels at 186,000 plus miles per second. Can you imagine trying to catch up to that? And every second you're falling 186,000 miles behind. And that light begins to move forward. Can I tell you that you cannot see it, you cannot catch it, you cannot control it, but it has an unbelievable effect on your life. Without it, you couldn't see. Job said it this way in Job 38 and 19. says, where is the way where light dwelleth? What is this light? Where does it begin? I don't understand what those things are, but light is ever-present and ever-elusive. It is invisible, yet it illuminates everything. We can't see it, but without it, we couldn't see anything. I want you to get this truth because to understand that you can't harness light, but light is what we determine our mornings and our nights by. Light is what we determine so much of our lives by. And light is the power of the, this next verse in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 5 says this, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, ready for this? God is, uh-oh, i got a few. I said what? God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. God is a force that you can't keep up with. You can't control, but he illuminates everything about your life. Let me show you. Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 says it this way. It says, do everything without complaining. Uh-oh. Or arguing. Somebody's like, I wouldn't need be talking. Come on. So that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like the stars in the universe. Hold on a minute. God is light. And you are supposed to shine like a star. Now what? Somebody somebody said, no, what does that even mean? Well, that word to shine in the universe really means to reflect. To shine means to reflect. And when something has the ability to reflect, there's a scientific term that comes into place called albedo. Albedo is the amount of reflection power that you have. For example, the sun and all of its force shines down upon our moon and the reason that it becomes dark at night is that the moon reflects only 0.07 or 7% of the light that's shone on it. It's why it's not light all day long because the moon does not have a very strong albedo effect. It doesn't reflect the light very well and so thus it gets dark and as it gets dark, as the earth turns away from the uh, sun, as it gets dark on our side of the planet, the moon takes over the sky, and that little bit of light that comes in the night is there because of its albedo effect. I want you to get what I'm saying to you today because it's important, because in your life, if God is light and the world needs a city settled upon a hill as a light in the darkness, it must be our determination to increase our albedo so that the world might encounter an invisible God who they're desperately looking for, and the only way they're going to find... Am I making sense to anybody today? the only way they're going to find them is when the church of the living God begins to live out the principles of God and reflect the light of God into a lost and dark world. But the question is, what is your albedo? Are you living your life so that sin is absorbing the light? Am I making any sense? So that sin is absorbing the character of God. So that sin is soaking up the reflection of his glory in your life. Or are you doing your best to change the reflection level of your life so that you can reflect who God is by your actions, your deeds, your thoughts, by your worship, by your prayers, by how you connect with each other. Come on, you have to be conscious of it. Come on now. God gave me the distinct honor this week of driving across the country. With all the fruit loops who were also driving across the country. And then, I, you know, I was just going to make the drive on my own. And then, then God sent Pete back there. And Pete said, I'm going to ride with you, Pastor. And I said, "I said, you want to do that? You, I'm thinking, you, you would do that to yourself? Pete's riding with me. And I'm going to say Pete did a really good job. But, but one night, I reached that level. You know, they say that, that when you get so exhausted, it, that it's almost like being intoxicated. You just, you know, shouldn't be driving. And that, with that moment, my level of frustration was rising. Come on now. And I remember I, I looked at somebody, and they, they did something crazy on the road, and I said, hey, can't you get with the program? Anybody else ever talk to anybody else? Here's the bad thing. I didn't say this lesser. Here's the bad thing is when I start hearing Charlie saying the same things from the back seat. Come on now. Amen. He's like, that car needs to get with the program. Come on. But I was like, hey, get with the program. I went, oh, my gosh. Pete, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I said, forgive my road rage. And he's like, well, if that's rage, come on now. But you see, I didn't want to affect my albedo. Because I realized I spoke out of frustration. And I didn't want it to dampen the light that I reflect. Because God is light. And darkness has no place in the believer. Darkness has no place in your relationships in your marriage, in your home. Darkness has no place because we have been called to shine the light. Second Corinthians three eighteen says it this way: uh, We who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. It's our albedo. We reflect the Lord's glory. Are being transformed into His likeness with ever increasing glory. You're gonna, you're gonna shine more and more. Am I making sense to you today? You're gonna shine more. God didn't call you to live dull in this world. He, he called you to shine like the stars in the darkness. And the world is desperately looking for an invisible God and God created reflectors all across the church who can walk into the darkness and shine the light. And I wanted to tell you, I might be crazy, but I believe if we begin to shine the light, there's still hope for our nation. There's still hope for revival. There's still hope for a move of God when we determine we're going to reflect who God is. Amen. I'll give you an amen, amen, and amen if you'll give God some praise for just a second. Will you do that? Amen. Amen and amen. (laughs) You see, faith is seeing the invisible. Faith is when we learn that God's not causing us to make ourselves perfect. But what He's wanting us to do is to reflect His glory. Reflect His creativity. Reflect His love. Reflect His faithfulness. But pastor, I don't know how to be faithful. Learn by His faithfulness to you. To reflect His gentleness. To reflect His power. To reflect His love. To reflect His joy. And to reflect His holiness. The problem is, folks, we you're having a hard time seeing the light, if you had any clue, the gamma rays and the uh, the different uh, uh, infrared waves that are, of light and the microwaves and all of these things that are going on around you that you cannot see. As a matter of fact, I thought this was fascinating that, that as for the part of light that the human eye can see, it's .00007 or worse, .00004. But out of all of that, I, let me put that in perspective. If you were to take a stack of playing cards and go halfway across the universe, okay, Pull one card out of that. That's how much light you can see on the spectrum of light. One card is equates to what you, matter of fact, scientists tell us if you could see the infrared light that shines all around you, uh, that you could actually see that the earth, and this blew my mind, the earth is constantly surrounded by rainbows. A sign of the covenant of God with man. And you see, we get excited. Well, I feel the Holy Spirit. We get excited when the right atmosphere happens and all of a sudden with the right reflections off of the right amounts of water vapor in the air, we get a glimpse of the promise of God. But the truth is, God's promises are surrounding us all the time and surround our earth completely. His promises are surrounding your life all the time. And what I'm trying to help you do is by somebody else's reflection, you'll get a glimpse of those things. I hope I'm making sense to somebody today. I feel this in my heart. So your question is, how are you doing reflecting His light? You see, faith is the only way you're going to begin to increase your albedo. It might be invisible what you're trying to reflect, but it will become visible in your life when you engage your faith. First Corinthians 2.9 says that this way, No eye has seen, no ear heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him, but, notice this, God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. You don't even know what all God has in store for you, but He's wanting to do things that you can't imagine. And He will reveal those things to you. You see, we're only seeing thinly now. We're only seeing just a little peephole of what God has in store. But our God of miracles is wanting to move in our lives. This invisible thing we call light is, it's the basis of all and everything that we depend on. Without light, you wouldn't have life because without sunlight, there would be no photosynthesis. And without photosynthesis, you would have no, would not have any nutrients or you wouldn't have oxygen and all those things that are necessary for life. So without the light, you can't even live. Light is the basis of all communication. Without light, there'd be no television. Without light, there'd be no radio. There'd be no form of ways to, to communicate. Without without light, our health would deteriorate because with the absence of light, vitamin D deficiencies would increase. And it takes the presence of light to even cure some things like the seasonal affective disorders that, that bring people to a low place. And the, the only cure is putting them in the light. Or if a baby is born jaundiced, they have to be put in the ultraviolet light. You see, your problem is this. Don't condemn yourself if your albedo is low. Just look into the light. The only therapy for having a light deficiency is light. And you need to pursue an invisible God with a passion of faith. Am I making sense to anybody today? Like never before. God, I don't know where you are, He's invisible. But the way that you can begin to find Him is to reflect Him. So here's the thing. One of the things that I find kind of unique is that when I get around people that have known my parents, and maybe, I actually, it's strange, my family's from Lake Hartwell area, so about an hour and 15 minutes away from here. And I walked into, uh, there was a building supply at Coal Mountain, and I walked in from, so that's that's an hour and a half away. I walk in, and, and I, I was talking with uh, some of the guys from the church here about something we were trying to buy. And as I'm talking to them, this man spins on his chair and looks at me, and he says, I don't know who you are but you were Charles Allen's grandson. I thought, I don't look a thing like my grandfather. He said, no, sir, you sound just like him. And I thought, and I wasn't even raised around him. I was raised two hours away in the city. He said, you sound just like him. How amazing would it be if your albedo increased to the point that people would turn and say, I don't know your God, but I hear something powerful in what you're saying. I don't know how you're still standing, but I hear something. So here's the problem. We've been reflecting our earthly parents more than we've learned to reflect our heavenly Father. Am I making sense to anybody today? All right. I don't even know where I'm supposed to go yet. The next verse, let me start closing with this. Revelation chapter 21. You see, God is light. Revelation twenty one is beautiful. It tells us that that he was carried away. John was carried away to this city, this new Jerusalem, and he, as he saw it descending out of God uh, as a bride adorned for her husband, he talks about how there be no more crying and no sorrow, there, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are all passed away. He said, "I heard a great voice out of heaven that said, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and they shall dwell with Him, and He shall be their uh, their God, and they shall be His people.'" And then he said that whosoever is a thirst might come and drink freely from the water of life. And as it goes down, it begins to describe the city, and it talks about all the things of the city and how the, that there, there are jewels in the walls, and the foundations are made out of this jewel, and, and all these things, the streets of gold. And, and then, then as it gets to the bottom of that, it, 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 says, it says this. It says, uh, But he said, I didn't see a temple in the city. He, I didn't see this in the last service. He said, there was no place to go to worship. Because as we reflected the light, we were constantly in worship. There was no place to go worship because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun nor the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb... let me just make that plain for you. The risen son of God, the lamb that was slain, who is now the lion of Judah, the one who was who was nailed to a cross, but now has triumphed for worthy is the lamb who has redeemed us unto God by his blood, scripture says, and he has made us not servants in the house of God, but kings and priests in the house of the living God. Do You know what I just thought? You know what? just went through my mind this is what went through my mind you ready for this I, I just suddenly heard my reflection of my dad's voice all the years of hearing him preach wouldn't it be amazing that the next time you're faced with a trouble a struggle a problem all of a sudden you hear your father in heaven's voice coming through you for the glory and the honor of the nations would be brought to this there's no need for the light of the world because of the light of God is reflected all around here's what you need to understand as you stand with me today you are not of the darkness of this world you are children of light scripture calls you if you were still of the children of darkness you would do what your father the prince of darkness would have you do scripture says. but as children of the light we walk not in darkness but we walk in the light reflecting the Goodness, I don't know if you feel the Holy Spirit, but I feel the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to somebody today. He's speaking to us. What is your albedo? What area are you not reflecting Him? What area should you make an adjustment? Well, I was riding with Jordan this week, and and she laid her phone on her knee and. And it was shining. You know how that works? is shining right in my eyes. And I was like, if we, if we want to survive, you need to take that phone and turn it somewhere else. What do you need to turn toward the light source so it will reflect in your life better? Bow your heads with me in this place. He may not have spoken to you there, but he spoke to me through this service here that I might reflect God better. That I might share him. How many of you would say with me, Lord, increase my all Can I see your hand? Amen. Father, you see our hands. You see our hearts. You see every way that we fail. You see every way that, that we struggle. God, please let us stop reflecting our efforts and let us start reflecting your glory. Your grace and your goodness and your favor it's your blessings. With every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. Every hand down. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've been living in the darkness for far too long and I want to step into the light of Christ. I want to know Jesus today. If that's you, maybe it's for the very first time or maybe it's a point of rededication, but you're ready to run to the light. Go to the light. Go to the light. Journey into the light today. If that's you, nobody looking around, everybody praying. I want to pray for you just like I prayed for the others that raised their hand. But today's the day you want to give your life to Jesus Christ or rededicate your life to Christ. Can I see your hand right where you are? Would you just hold it up high? Thank you. Are there others today that would join with these? Thank you. All right, join hands with someone near you. We're going to pray a prayer of faith. The Bible says that if we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we would come into the light of salvation. And we're going to believe that right now as we confess. I'm, listen to me, as you, you've confessed a lot of negative things with your mouth and now you're about to confess truth with your mouth. I feel Jesus in this place. Holy, holy, holy. Lord, before I even begin this prayer, I declare worthy is the Lamb. Do you not know that the light has shone out in the darkness for you? Do you not know that God has chased you through the dark night of your life? I feel the Holy Spirit. Do you not know that it is His light that will bring you forth from where you are? That it is His light that, that will illuminate the way to life for you? Don't resist the light. Let it shine in your life. Pray with me now. Jesus. By faith, I believe your promises. Heavenly Father, I repent of my sins. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. But now, by faith, I step into the light, the light of Jesus Christ. I receive your grace and your forgiveness. From this moment on, God is my Father, heaven is my home, and Jesus is my Savior. Amen and amen. Now come on, give God a praise. Hallelujah. Reflect the light.